I love the way you say film. Hi, you're very welcome to the film show. Uh, we're going to cast an eye over uh, probably a movie we missed last week and a couple of Netflix movies too. It's quite a lean week in terms of movie releases. But before we do, uh, resident nerd Brian Lloyd, uh, the new Star Wars 16 trailer dropped. Um, <laughs> say stuff about it. <laughs> Six, the level. Can you of tell him not this? I was going to say, yeah, the level of disinterest. If only we could bottle it, we could sell it. Um, yeah, it was uh, episode nine. It was released. Uh, Jesus, there's been there's been more than nine though, hasn't there? There has been nine. Yeah, there's been there's actually been eleven. Yeah, like, because of, yeah, because of like Solo and yeah. uh, Rogue One. Yeah, this was uh, uh, the rise of the sky, ri- the rise of Skywalker, which is just. Jeez, get the name right. No, it's, it's such a <laughs> no. It's, it's such a. When I say it out loud, I'm like, oh, it sounds so like. Oh, it just doesn't sound like good. Like good or bad? Oh, bad. bad, okay. bad. I can't tell sometimes. Yeah. Bad, no, bad, bad. No, it sounds terrible. Like, yeah. I, I think but isn't it, aside from the uh, Star Wars stories, those ones, it's kind of, I don't know, it's weird that it's, maybe I'm getting too hung up on this, but the fact that it's four words, when yeah. it's usually like three. Three, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. usually The Force it's Awakens, weird. The Last Jedi. Overthinking it. Like. Yeah. Um, so how's this one gone down with the young man out there who'll never feel the touch of a woman, Brian? <laughs> Like you, you know the deep dive, everything. you know the deep dives on the, that you do about yeah. the trailers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've actually seen. I really like Phantom Menace. Really? No, wait, what was the last one? No, what was the, what was the first JJ Abrams one? Uh, the Force Awakens. That one. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that was, was good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I know. Um, what is the thing? Well, the whole the, the the big um the big thing about uh, the Rise of Skywalker was was that at the end of the at the end of the trailer there was this like laugh that was heard. Okay. And it was a baddie from the original original trilogy called the Emperor, who was thought to be dead, but obviously original the, original. The original original, the one from the eighties, like. Um, so he's basically like Voldemort. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> he a, that's fair. He's finding like a new body, and yeah. his soul is still wandering. Mm. That's out kind there. of it. Yeah, that's literally it. Yeah. Well, that's like J.K. Rowling robbed it from from Star Wars. Oh, sure. It's yeah because it's that original an idea. Well, like, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Fine. Whatever. But like, it's that that was the big reveal. That like was the thing that kind of caught everybody off guard about it. But um, no, yeah, I did a big deep dive in it. You can read it on 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 the site. Um, I'm excited to see it. I mean, of course you are. Of course I am. Like, I'm not going to say that I'm not. I am excited to see it. But the interest, another interesting point is, is that once this film comes out, they're going on hiatus. They're not. Yeah. G- there's not going to be any Star Wars films for a good long. Well, they, they have a TV show, right? There's the TV show, yeah, uh, The Mandalorian, which is coming out mm-hmm. uh, the end of November, I want to say. And your pal, Bill Burr. When, well, yeah. So, how big a role is Bill Burr going to have in this? Because I'm trying to figure out whether I want to watch it or not. There's so many cast members yeah. as well. It's kind of like, are they just going to have walk-on parts? Like, they can't all be, you know, yeah. these characters that are running throughout True, the series. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like Werner Herzog is going to be in it, and Carl Weathers, who was like Apollo Creed back in the day, is going to be in it. Taika Waititi is going to direct an episode. John Favreau's on the first one, right? John Favreau directed the first episode of it as well. So, so yeah, I'd say like that, like the Mandalorian TV series is probably going to be the stopgap. Between yeah. So it's not like there's no Star Wars no. content, but there had been this whole argument about fatigue. Yeah. And that's why Solo hadn't made any money. Yeah. Lost yeah. Money. And yeah. that's true. Like but that isn't is isn't it also because they always kind of do three at a time? Is it related to that as well, that kind of tradition? No, I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily I th- I think it's more to do with just the fatigue of it. Like the mm. fact that like they were they were trying to do they were trying to get it up to like the Marvel cinematic universe, which is like two movies a year. You know, they were trying to get up mm. to that point where it'll just keep churning them out, but I don't think it can do it. I don't think it can Well, they, there was a misstep at Solo with the directors and yeah. the mm-hmm. directors and all that stuff going, uh, 
going off the cliff and kind of ruining yeah. it for them a little bit. It's mad when you think that a Star Wars movie lost money. Yeah. yeah. Is, because they reshot so much. Anyway, we've covered all that before. Speaking of losing money, Hellboy did not make any the weekend. No. Made some, made but some. not quite enough. No. And I don't think, I mean, like, you know, it's one of these movies that, there was there was some article, I think it was either Vanity Fair or it was one of them, but they made a point of Hellboy is the exact worst example of where an R rating is the reason you're trying to bring people in. Yeah. Like so the, the violence in the trailer exactly. was extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that the violence in the trailer was extreme, that it's all about the gore, that it's all about, like, you know, the fact that Hellboy can curse now and stuff like this and, you know... You know, just trying to make that the selling point for a film is a terrible, terrible way of getting people in because it's just not going to care. Like now, Deadpool has something to answer for this. I think, as much as we all enjoyed Deadpool, there was an element of like they were kind of playing up the fact that it was an R-rated superhero movie, and that was original. So it's Deadpool's fault for being good and working and making lots of money. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. See, what do you think about this? I'm done with him. No, it's stupid. I mean, like Deadpool did really well because it's a good movie, not because it's yeah, an yeah, R-rated yeah, 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 yeah. movie. No, you know? I, no, yeah, no. I've, but I've, like, see, there were a lot of things going against Hellboy. I don't think it was just like the whole no. oh, it's just violent for the sake of violence. Like Hellboy is a really obscure, mm. weird character that doesn't really have a kind of big fan base or anything. Not really. Um, and even like the original. I mean. I I did try to watch it. I think it was like maybe two or three months ago because it was on Netflix. Um, Guillermo del Toro, yeah. I think, um, directed the original one. And I just couldn't get into it at all. It's really, if you saw it when you were that age, I think, and kind of grew up with it, you'd like it. But now it's it just looks really, really aged compared to other yeah. um, superhero movies. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think that, you know, Brian also made the point in his review, which I read, because I read my colleagues' works and support them. Very good I, like do, that. I do. I read your like stuff that. all the time. Star and a half, you give a Brian Yeah. Um, but he was saying that you can't really top Ron Perlman's performance as Hellboy. Like, he is Hellboy. And I can, I can understand that, because even of the part, you know, 15 to 20 minutes that I did watch in the movie, he absolutely was Hellboy. But David Harbour is like... Kind he's of a really good actor. He's a really good actor. He's a great actor, yeah. And you can tell that he... Like he was the best thing about this. Well, there was film. a whole lot of stuff that went on. Apparently, the Neil Marsh had the film taken off. Him and yeah, mm. there was all sorts of stuff, and David Harbour apparently was thrown his weight around with the character and all this kind of thing. And yeah. there was all sorts of stuff. Now, whether it's true or not, I don't know. But I mean, it's certainly if there was behind the scenes drama, it's Leave up your there. guesses in the comments blowing gossip there. I don't know if it's true, <laughs> but some stuff went on on the set. Some stuff, with Mr. X. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but like I mean. You can tell by watching the film. Like, I was watching it aware of the fact that there had been behind-the-scenes drama. And I was like, yeah, you can totally see where it was. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, because, like, it's really badly edited. Mm. There are scenes in it that don't... The trailer was really badly, badly edited. Yeah, well. it's just... All of it just... Really messy trailer. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's it. That's exactly it. It was a really messily made film. Like, And you can just tell that, like... You know, there were certain scenes of it that were probably shot yeah. after they had done a cut of it. Like. So they didn't press screen this, Brian? No. No, so you had to go and see it. I had to go, I had to go see and it. And actually, we had a WhatsApp group, um, us and um, our other two freelance reviewers, yeah. Stacey and James, and we were like, so who's going to take the bullet on this one? <laughs> and Brian eventually did. We are like, I don't want to. Yeah, no, um, I, went to, no yeah. I, went to, I went to a Saturday night um, to, to watch it, like, and it was just like, this is crap. Like, did you go on your own? Yeah, I did, yeah. Okay. Well, well, I'm on my own all the time. Like, I go for work all on my own all the time. Different going on a Saturday night on your own. It was a little bit. It was a little bit like, I was kind of walking around and I was like, oh, all the people Charlotte, here. would you ever go to movies on your own on a Saturday night? Oh, maybe not Saturday. Maybe not Saturday evening. It was Saturday, Saturday, Saturday evening. It was like six o'clock. Like. That what is about, your Saturday night. What about you, Producer Dave? <laughs> I consider it. 
you consider it. But I don't remember the last time I've done it or if I have done it, but it definitely would be in my considerations. Yeah. I mean, I've gone to cinema on my own a bunch. I really like on my own because it's quiet and there's no people. I think you know, the and I last... enjoy the quiet. Yeah. Saturday night is a bit. Well, like yeah. I had to, like I was working during the day, like, you know, keeping the site uh, updated with news. Aren't and you stories. great yeah. now? So you like, do that yeah. out of your own, the goodness of your heart. You don't get paid for it or anything. No, I didn't. Just went yeah. to my own. Yeah, went to my own. Yeah. You know I, I mean? think the last movie leave. that I went on my own, aside from like press screens, yeah, yeah. the one I actually paid and got a ticket for, was probably Logan Lucky, actually. Yeah. Oh, it's a really good movie. Yeah, it was a really good movie. I did as well and see that in the lighthouse when it came out. Okay, the. Uh, movies that we don't have to pay and see unless you pay the subscription uh, Netflix had two movies or they've had a few kind of launch last yeah. week uh, Silence and A <laughs> Perfect Date she <laughs> went to town on the silence but oh um, yeah because it was dreadful okay let's talk about Silence first then because The Silence The Silence sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's important people are very particular about I get it, about, I get it and when you google this stuff like different movies come out because there'll be movies called Silence there's a Martin Scorsese movie called, called Silence, silence right? which they reviewed yeah so you know totally you interviewed Liam Neeson for that as well I did yeah, yeah anyway okay uh, I watched this because Stanley Tucci is in it. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I love Stanley Tucci. Me too. I don't know him. I've never met him, but I love Stanley Tucci. He seems and like a know really he'd nice be guy. the nicest guy. Yeah, you just, just know it. And he's yeah. just a great actor. He's just yeah. got this warmth mm-hmm. that just, he never seems like he's trying to act. He just becomes, you know, and, and then John Corbett. And he can also be super creepy when he wants to be, like in the Lovely, lovely Bones. Bones. Well, really, well, he only nominated for an Oscar for that. But I, I actually quite like the Lovely Bones. Mm-hmm. It was a great performance mm-hmm. too. So Sharon was great. I really liked the book. However, he. I didn't mind this so much, right? Because I wasn't expecting anything. And there, I think there's a huge thing with expectations when you pay and see a film, obviously, right? As opposed to you're scrolling through your whatever algorithm Netflix have decided, the boogeyman has decided works for you. And you see a thing and you're like, eh. So I didn't, I didn't mind it. I thought it was quite abruptly ended. Um, why, why did you hate it so much? I just thought it was crap. I thought that there was <laughs> nothing, nothing going on in it. I think that the thing that, if I had to pick one aspect of it, though there were several, that annoyed me about it. it was that <laughs> well I'll go through them all but the single most uh thing that annoyed me about this was that it had no ambience and I think that when it comes to a horror movie yeah. you need a build-up of some kind of Absolutely. atmosphere now there was that there was also the fact that it was so so obviously trying to be a quiet place but it was such a like watered down is married to Emily Blunt's sister yeah yeah that's gotta be awkward. Weird, right? Yeah, that's gotta be awkward. Yeah, but it was also kind of trying to be the, same movie, the right? birds in certain parts as well, and the fact that the there creatures were some ugly are these like there were some like really creatures. ugly words. Apparently, they were going for a. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Tesora like creature. What's a tesora? It's like an ancient like dinosaur like winged. I don't know. Anyway, they're called vests. That's why at the start of the film, this isn't a spoiler because no one's going to watch this movie because it's awful. That's why at the start when they break, don't watch it, (laughs) when they break into the cave and that's when the vests come out because they're meant to be like these prehistoric creatures that break out. There's no context to that scene either, really. No, no. It's just people break. What? It's like that bit of Batman with a bat score. You're like, what's going on? But regards to it being a quiet place is that basically there are these creatures that vests that attack whenever they hear noise and the lead character who is played by Kiernan Shipka who people will know from Chilling Adventures of Sabrina good actor she's great yeah, yeah. and Melanie Otto who is also in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina she plays her mum in it so it's a kind of reunion so doesn't have a whole lot to do with her really does she no yeah. she doesn't it's it's mostly kind of following Stanley Tucci and Kiernan Shipka's relationship as father and daughter but Kiernan Shipka's character is deaf and so the family is able to communicate through sign language. Is, so that's how they're this able. This is basically a quiet place. Yeah. This is literally a quiet place. I know. What the hell? 
and it's the director of Annabelle and like Mortal Kombat Annihilation. He's a, um, so. he's a cinematographer. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, it's well shot. <laughs> no, it, yeah, it's well shot if you like your cinematography dark and grey and can barely see what's going on. Ooh, if that's scary, burn. you know. Cinema, cinema nerd burn. Another thing I hated about it was the creatures weren't even scary looking. They really weren't. And even they tried to kind of shock you with moments of blood and stuff. But even those effects look really kind of crappy. The creatures kind of look like you could knock one out if you hit it. So there's loads of them, obviously, they kind of swarm. Yeah. Sure. But they have these little face real chirp. Like, <laughs> like, if you have a fear of bats, I yeah. guess they're scary. Yeah. And that's about it. And then the third act goes into this weird cult narrative that has little to do with the rest of the movie. And then it's all just, like you said, just very rushed through in those last kind of 10, 15 minutes. In fact, I think the cult guys, I remember looking at the timer and they only appear in something like the last 17 minutes. Like, it's something so short yeah, and ridiculous like removed, that. Basically. Yeah, What they want to so do is... Dumb. What they want to do is obviously terrifying, right? But there's no, again, there's no context given it feels quite rushed. It feels like yeah. a, a separate edit. And, and that was always going to be the direction it was going to go in where these weirdo humans turn up and like kind of, even though it's these grotesque creatures eating people, literally the worst thing about it is the like people are humans, the real monsters. Humans are total dicks sometimes, especially when there's an apocalypse of sorts. There's a real good, there's a real thing, there's this thing on uh, Futurama, right, and it's kind of like a piss take of the Twilight Zone, it's called the Scary Door. Oh, the Scary Door. Yeah, the Scary do Door, yeah. <laughs> and, they, and it's one of the, it's like, the, it's taking the piss out of Twilight Zone, but anyways, one of the episodes of it was, it was like this evil genius combines the worst, the most dangerous animals of all. And he's like, and then he, I have combined the most the DNA of the most dangerous animals to create the most dangerous animal of all. And he pours it into a thing, and this this guy walks out. It turns out it's man. And it's just like, <laughs> just when you're saying that, like it's the worst animal, the worst creature of all. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, That went way over. That anyway, went so over. Yeah. I'm getting red now. And my, my very last point about the science is it's not even so bad. It's enjoyable. It's just bad. And that's my review of the that silence. All right. Don't waste your hour and a that half. Was all, that was all right. Would you waste your hour and a half for the Dave? Certainly not. No, no, no God, I, trust, yes. you. I trust the. Convince one person. Yeah, what about yeah. you, Charlotte? No, Charlotte. Charlotte believe, Charlotte's in with you as well. It's like not happening. I also also stumbled across uh, the perfect date, Brian Lloyd. The perfect date. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know why. I'm just saying to you. <laughs> I'm saying to you. You're here as well as Deirdre. All right. Haven't spoken to you in a second. You sure. know. You went, yeah. I'm trying to get you to redeem yourself after that weird Futurama rant. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, it kind of start. I, I didn't. I, I'm old, so I don't know who any of these people mm. are. Right. But evidently, these people, <laughs> these actors, are like stars to a certain demographic, like yes. a younger kind of like Disney Channel. Nickel it used to be Nickelodeon in my day. I don't know what it is now. No, it's not Nickelodeon no. anymore. Whatever. I don't know. Okay. SpongeBob SquarePants. That's all I know, do you, right? Damn, <laughs> shouting at somebody walking past my house. Get off my lap. Um, <laughs> is it that Noah Satini? Dr. Neo, yes. That guy. Why? <laughs> is that your yeah. question? Why? I'm like, who is this man and why is he popular? Well, I, I mean, weren't we talking about this all fair that he's basically kind of a modern day John Cusack. Patrick that, Dempsey in the Yeah, 80s, exactly. Yeah. That he's kind of like, you know, he's nice enough looking and he always plays like the nice guy. Nice enough. Yeah. 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 And he's, he's very like, like all American and everything. Was um, he in? He was so in, he's already been in To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Yes, So that it. was his big movie. Yes. And then he was also in Sierra Burgess's Loser, which yes. stars Barb from Stranger yes. Things. So this is kind of his third Netflix teeny rom-com of this It's sort a of bit genre. of a mad one because he kind of plays a gigolo. That's what it's about, Brian. Yeah, so the idea of this film is that so he comes up now. with this idea in setting up an app where 
uh, women, it seems to be only women, by the way. So that's a bit sexist. But yeah. <laughs> people can set Let up. imagine it. Yeah, there you go. I'm mad about that now. What about inclusivity, guys? Um, so women can hire him to go on a date with them and they pick his personality, what type of date they're going on, what kind of conversations they'll have, what he dresses as. So he kind of <laughs> rents himself out. And he, it, the like idea is. Like a prostitute, is, Brian. <laughs> he's saving up money to go to college. Listen, like okay, <laughs> there was Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. That was a great film, okay. Then there was like Richard Gere's American Gigolo, which was like written... That was before Deuce Bigelow, bro. That was way before. <laughs> why do we need another, like, why do we need an app version of Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo? But in fairness, they make those jokes in the movie to make it okay. It's so bad. It was <laughs> painful. It was painfully bad. I, it, it, there's this... It's almost like there's like different elements of like 90s and 80s. Yeah, that's what weird. it feels like. Yeah. It's, just, it's referential. But, it, but, it's, mm. but it's modern in the sense that he has his best friend as a gay black guy. And it's modern in that sense. And he designs the app. And it's just, it, I found it really offensive. And I can't really, I don't Isn't really that, know Yeah, why. but that's what I'm saying. Isn't that kind of like, that just feels like it's kind of tokenistic, doesn't it? Yeah. He's gay and he's black. Like, oh, and he's smart. Like, yeah. It feels you know. like they're just mm. taking boxes. Yeah. Um, and there's no real heart or thought went into it. If you watch any Disney Channel show, that's pretty much every Disney and Channel show. And here what happened to Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon's, Nickelodeon's just, gone, is it? It's gone, yeah. Pretty sure it's gone. See, these got younger sisters. Or then again, they I think they still have on American channels, they still have like Nick Jr., which shows all the cartoony type stuff. So but that's Sponge, like uh, the last Sponge I heard Sponge Nickelodeon. Are SpongeBob SquarePants just memes now? Is that, is that how they live on? Uh, I think that they're still... I think they still make episodes, yeah. yeah pretty sure they do. I know they're making a third Spongebob movie, I know that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm really looking forward to it, like, I love Spongebob. <laughs> I love Spongebob, what are you talking about? I absolutely love Spongebob. The, the two movies are fantastic. Okay. I laugh my okay. ass off every time oh, I see Don't it. go to that on your own on a Saturday. Um, I like the first one. Yeah. Second one I thought was, they got Matt Berry to play a, to play a talking it. dolphin. It's Brilliant. It's so funny. David Hasselhoff shows up in yeah. the first. That's just amazing. Antonio Banderas is in the second one. He actually turns out to be the, are you ready, kids? Spoiler. What? I haven't seen it. And it's yeah, spoiler, geez. I'm not going to go see it now. It's really we good. ruined it. So from SpongeBob SquarePants, briefly, Brian, before we go to Dave's uh, movie corner. Yeah. Dave's movie corner. Dragged across concrete. Let's talk about Mel Gibson stamping on lads' heads and all. I'm guessing that happens in it, given the title. It does. Director. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. A video you... I saw this one too, by the did way. You? Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, and Greta, which is also out this week. Neil, uh, Neil Jordan's movie. Neil yes. Jordan's new movie. But Drags Across Concrete. You've got to talk Drags Across Concrete. We'll go to Greta then quickly afterwards. Right, so Drags Across Concrete. It's nearly three hours long. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for a movie that's three hours long, not a lot happens in it. Like, yeah. I could literally explain to you... Director of Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, a guy called S. Craig Zahler. He did Bone Tomahawk. He did Brawl in Cell Block 99. He's this really kind of... A lot of people are comparing him to Tarantino. I don't think that's correct. Ugh. He's more like Sam Peckinpah, but whatever. Um, yeah, this movie is way too long for a film that not a lot happens in. It's actually so overindulgently long. Yes. It's like he's trying to do a whole Scorsese or Michael Mann, especially, I was yeah. getting oh, on it. And no, well, just do it well and in yeah. an interesting way. Yeah, but it's not even that. Like It's one of those films where it's almost purposely trying to piss you off. In the sense of like, they are really trying to be like, yeah, we're going to spend like an entire scene of him just eating a sandwich and we're going to spend ages. Mel Gibson eating a sandwich? No, uh, Vince Vaughn eating a sandwich. And then we're going to have He's another. Money. He's yeah. money. can do what he wants. And then we're going to have another scene in it where uh, Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson are talking about racism. And it's like, you know. It's they include a bit where they pull over so Mel Gibson's character can take a piss. Like, that's how. 
super yeah. indulgent in it. And I'm not even joking. Yeah. I was like, what was the point in that? You no, know, it's actually because I watched a perfect date with Joe, right? Obviously. And uh, while we were watching, there's a, there's a really like kind of nothing scene in it where they're walking into the party. And I was explaining, there's was, there was, there was just chart music that they do that with those kind of teen movies. Yeah. Mm. So I was like, why is there, when you think about it without the music, I'm like, well, because they can't just walk into the house. It's an establishing but, shot. Yeah, they can't just walk into the house, but that's what they're doing. So they just put music over it where they're like, oh, it's kind of like it coming into, you know, yeah. it doesn't make sense. So that's what this movie does on purpose. <laughs> it does it on purpose. I'm kind of into it. I, it's, I mean, yeah, the whole time I was watching, it was like, like, <laughs> come on, like do something. Like it's do mm. something with it. Like, um, but you know, dragged across concrete. There you See go. How that's it. You should have reviewed it. You should have reviewed it. Yeah. So was a good point. You're a big fan of this guy. I am. Like I loved. Like I genuinely. I really enjoyed Brawl, Brawl and Cellblock Nine Nine. Even though it was like really dark and ridiculously violent. This is also ridiculously violent. I mean, mm. there's a scene in this that like you'll probably if you have a gag reflex, don't watch it. Like because it's very full on. Like it's just it's really really bad. Um. But no, like I thought this film was like Dee was saying, it was just over, over indulgent and just purposely trying to piss you off the entire time. Okay. And as good and all as Mel Gibson is, as good and all as Vince Vaughn is, it just felt like there was so much of it. it was just like, and they both are really good actors. They're both really good yeah. actors, and I really want to see S. Craig Zoller do something with a proper budget and with a bit more kind of. It's so self-satisfied. A quick, a quick, a quick aside before I get your take on it. I, well, I interviewed Mel Gibson a few years ago and that's the most surreal in 12, 13 years interviewing famous people that I've ever sitting across Mel Gibson. Because oh, he's this beard like... Yeah, well, he's that like, was for Daddy's home too. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, yeah it's like that, that was a monster. It's like it's Martin beard. Riggs but he's got a bit mad. <laughs> more, mad. Yeah, more mad. Uh, okay, D, what did, you, what did you think about it? Because the violence sounds like it was a bit much. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to agree yeah. with Brian on this. Now, I will give like Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson are brilliant in it. They're both kind of coming through this like career resurgence, I yeah. suppose, at the moment. Um, you know, Vince Vaughn obviously had cell block that he did yeah, with um, the same director as well and he was in Evis for Family so he was originally like an executive producer on it and then he voiced a character in the it's last really series. creepy character oh he's, a, he's so evil his character show. and he gets yeah. like more and more menacing but also like in a really realistic way so if you haven't seen Evis for Family go watch that instead of like rubbishy Netflix movies go watch a good series Um, so yeah they're both really good in it but yeah I'd have to agree in like just the overindulgence I was kind of zoning in and out yeah, like, constantly totally. I didn't really see the point in it. I just, yeah, just lads I didn't to the really like it. It was stopping off and eating sandwiches. Yeah, it was just too long. It, it, it quite annoyed me. Three hours is ridiculous now. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Review Avengers Endgame next week. Yeah, Christ. Oh, yeah, man. but that's going to pack loads of action True. into that running time. Too so much, it's different. Too much, I'd say. The, uh, briefly, let's talk about Greta Neil Jordan. Yeah. Um, this club with Moretz. This was like uh, like hotly sought after at Sundance. Yeah. Um, but nobody seems to really like it very much. No, it was <laughs> it was actually such a shame because you've got this. So just to briefly go over the storyline, it follows this uh, girl. I'm just watch the trailer. The trailer literally gives the yeah. entire plot away. It pretty it. much gives it yeah entirely away. Like half the movie is in that trailer. But I mean, it's this young woman in her twenties who finds this handbag on a train and she returns it to the woman who's kind of a bit elderly, a bit frail, and a friendship strikes up between them until. Um, she uh, goes loco. Until she goes loco. The old That's lady goes loco or the, young, or the young girl goes the loco? The older lady okay. goes loco. Compare. And she kind of oh, starts cool. stalking her and stuff. So one thing I will say for this is Isabel Hubert, who would have been known kind of back in the 90s when she did The Piano Teacher, which is absolutely fantastic, but a really, really creepy, disturbing actor. film. And then she kind of had 
a career resurgence as well with Elle recently, which she's brilliant in. Oh, it's such a good film. I don't think many actresses could have pulled off the character of Greta. She's the titular character because like she is so weird and creepy. And at some point, this is hard to explain, but she has to do this little dance. She's been trained in ballet and sometimes she does this weird little dance around her apartment, this kind of victory thing. And it's just very weird. And she, I I don't want to give away exactly what she does, but very few actresses, I think, would be able to pull off. She's great. What about Chloe Moretz? Hmm? What about Chloe Moretz? Chloe Moretz is great in this as well. I mean, it's been really interesting to see. She shot her here, right? She was here. Yeah, that's right. And and there was a scene in like the lighthouse and everything. Yeah, yeah. They they actually turned turned one of the streets in Smithfield into like New York. And it was like, I saw when they were doing it. Did you feel like you were in New York? Not at all. And I've been in New York a couple of times, like, and I was like, "This doesn't feel like New York at all. This is just Smithfield. You yeah, just put like a tube there <laughs> with steam coming out of it. That's still Smithfield. I know. That's I can always tell." There were a couple of bits in it that were disorientatingly like, "Yeah, that's Dublin. That's the Dublin exterior." You're like, "Do they have a bougie um, in New York? Yeah. What the hell?" You see a taxi driver pull out. What are you doing here? What? Um, but it's been great to see uh, that actually. Uh, actress Chloe Grace Moretz or Grace Chloe Moretz I, I always get mixed up but um, she's kind of you, mo- you know emerged from these like teenage type parts to like this young womanly role and in this film it she's, is very much you know about this character who is on the cusp of womanhood and she's really good at playing that kind of vulnerability you know the fact that she's in mourning over her mother as well she's quite new to living in New York so she captures all those qualities very well and then she's very good at playing you know the stalked character who gets you know into yeah. this increasingly yeah. creepy situation situation. Um, another notable actress in it is, I think it's Micah Monroe is how you yeah. pronounce her name, who is the lead from It Follows. Yeah. And she plays um, the best friend and she's really She needs too. to do, get more because I loved her in It Follows. Yeah. She's awesome. She's definitely got her own thing yeah. going on, but she should be doing leading lady stuff. I yeah. think that's important also. But the main issue I found with Greta wasn't so much that it was getting increasingly bonkers and stuff. Like I liked that and I liked how it was so camp and over the top. It was the number of plot holes in it really really bugged me like there were a couple that you could you know ignore in kind of the first second act the third act when everything goes absolutely nuts there's just so many issues you're like but what about this and what about that and it just it doesn't make any it just doesn't make sense anymore it just gets to the point where it's like this doesn't I just can't I can't buy into it anymore and it's just annoying me oh Stephen Ray pops in it as well of course he does because it's a Neil Jordan movie no Stephen Ray (laughs) was in here wasn't he that's right he was he was okay hang on Uh, let me see if I can guess what character Stephen Ray plays does he play a detective (laughs) I knew it I knew it producer Dave I knew it private investigator take us out with your movie corner oh uh, I've actually only watched two movies in the last week oh yeah Another common theme on my Marvel kick, uh, Ant-Man and Captain America Civil War. Two good ones. I like Ant-Man as well. Yeah, they were pretty solid. Uh, Interesting development. My girlfriend doesn't care for Paul Rudd. (gasps) Oh! Yes. You're so like Paul Rudd and she's gone out with you. That's interesting. (laughs) What's okay? Hang on a sec. I need to find out this out. Why not Paul Rudd like? What's wrong with her? Uh, She just said he's annoying. Yeah. Oh. This is the most shocked we've ever been. Somebody doesn't like Paul Rudd. I could see people finding him annoying, though. I can see that. No, I don't, personally, but I can see how he would be. When Brian's interviewing him or... 
Blind's in the same room? No, he's if just, you he's talk very about cool that one more time, you know? got to get right here. <laughs> Went viral, producer Dave. Went viral. Show's so, over. So Civil War. I've caught it. Civil War, right? <laughs> That's a, that's what I think that's the most entertaining Marvel movie in my Civil opinion. War, really? Yeah. Not no, Guardians of the Galaxy, no? Well, Civil War was the second Captain America, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no third, third, third. Third Captain America. Winter no. Soldier. You're thinking of Winter Soldier. I'm thinking of Winter Soldier. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah. No, Civil War is very good. I think, and to absolutely betray my nerdiness, it was nowhere near as good as it was in the comics. No. Oh no, I love the comics. They're they're yeah. one of the few actual comics I've actually read. Yeah, the yeah. the comics just do it so much better and what each of the hero kind of their respective journeys and then how it all concludes. Yeah. It's just so brilliant in that original crap. Well, I've got not, a question um, for you. Do you, do you read sorry, do you come across you? Do you read comics or do you just look at them? You read them. Okay. Just ask him. I just thought he imagines them. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. No, no, I like I like Watchmen is a good example of like a thing there you That's true you, you, and I have read, I have read Watchmen, yeah. but that's more of a novel as a graphic novel. Yeah, See, that's, that's what yeah. I did with the Civil War. It was when all the comics had come out and they'd been put in the like graphic novel. That's yeah, how okay. I read it. Yeah. 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 Okay, well that's been Dave producer Dave's movie corner. Thanks. Some mar- some uh, more Marvel stuff next week maybe. Are you gonna go to see your end game? I am, yeah. I am. Probably might take you on a Saturday night. Who's on his own? Saturday <laughs> night at the movies. Tell girlfriend he knows Paul Rudd. Thanks so much to Charlotte Production. Thanks, producer Dave. We'll see you next week. Entertainment.ie I love the way you say film.